In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. In the Lab time is now. My name's Drew Doherty. That's John Harris with the hat, the waving hands, and the glasses. Looking like a uh, rich man's Harbaugh. That's, that's about as good as you could possibly do. Yeah, rich man's Harbaugh. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Hey, I, I mean, I don't know if you can see it, but I even got uh, a kick in my leg up because I'm backwards. I got, I got khakis on today, too. All right. I got the full Harbaugh look. If you ever want to get David Nuno of ABC 13 KTRK, formerly a 1560 the game with you, if you ever want to get him riled yeah. up, Bring up khaki pants, and he'll he'll go oh. get a discourse on khaki pants. He, I love Nuno to death, but man, he is a he's a fashionista piece of work. <laughs> uh, there's no doubt. But I, I gotta, you know, as we as we start this, it's so funny because the other day I was just, uh, I think it was maybe Saturday or so last week. I can't remember what it was. All of a sudden, it's on my Twitter timeline, it pops up. Drew's dozen. Who you? You typically do Drew's Dozen with a player, and I play yeah. that on radio, and it's fantastic. It's like one of my favorite segments to listen to. It just popped up on my screen from the Texans account. You did a Drew's Dozen with a guy named Raheel Ramzan Ali, and I was yeah. like, wait, am I looking at this right? Yeah. Look, this, and, and I love Heasy. I mean, he's, he's one of my, you know, he's one of my favorites. He's like a little brother because uh, he joined 1560 back when he was fresh out of Texas. Yep. And just an incredible dude, but I was so – happy that you did a Drew's dozen with him. I thought that was really, really cool, man. That he was, was awesome. all, he, he was great. I've wanted to do it for a while now. And I'm going to get Nuno yeah. on as well because they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I count them both as friends. And Nuno will be up soon. But Raheel, yeah. like, he came prepared. He had a red Brian Cushing authentic Nike jersey on. And we have this long conversation, but we had to truncate it because the Romeo Cornell presser was starting on Monday morning. Yeah. And yeah. we finished it. It was awesome. I had a lot of fun. And I stopped and I thought, we didn't talk about a single speck of football. Like we didn't have anything to do with the Texans. So I'm going to get some Texans thoughts from him next time. But we're going to do about three or four of those, I think, because it's, there's a lot to get to with that guy. A lot to get to with us. Yeah. Two things. We're going to recap our thoughts on no movement, no major movement by the Texans at the deadline. And we're going to get ready for the first rookie quarterback the Texans have seen this season. It seems like the last few years, it's been a revolving door of guys that they've seen three, four, five times per year. And based on uh, start not getting that, but let's, let's begin with this trade deadline. The word on the street by folks who are kind of, you know, that know things say yeah. the Texans did not make the deal with the Packers for Will Fuller because the Packers were offering a fourth and they wanted the Texans to pay uh, Fuller's salary. And you and right. I texted about this offline I had some choice words about it, and I'm glad the Texans didn't do that because yeah. there's all these people saying, well, you got to get something for him. you got to get something for him." Are you going to get, even if it's just nine games worth of Will Fuller, but are you going to get those nine games out of a fourth-round pick? You could, yes. Maybe. Like as far as value. But are you yeah. really – are you banking on that sort of success? And I know Will Fuller has had his injury history. It's been infuriating. To no one more so than him. Right. I know Will Fuller might be gone soon. But just to make a move, to make a move, to get something, and it's really not anything. Romeo Cronello said it best. Peanuts. That's what they were offering. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't just peanuts. They were offering peanuts, and you had to pay for the peanuts. Right. Through that, I'm fine right. with it. Let's go. Because you don't have a one or a two. There's no point in tanking. There's no value in tanking. 
Right. And we heard the, the man in charge of it all, Cal McNair, on the interview with Mark a few days ago say, we're going to fight. We're going to keep on playing. We're gonna, we want to win. We want to go to the playoffs. Now, it's going to be tough to, to happen. Probably won't happen. But I like the fight. I like that you're not giving up on things just to give up on them because you're, there's no value in a fourth-round pick for what you could have and what you can do with Will Fuller. And he might still be yeah. here. He might still be here longer term. So, well, you bring up you bring up a great point, Drew. And it I, it's funny. I heard uh, the guys in six ten. I think it was Landry and and John talking about this. They said, think about if uh, you got pregnant in around March, and then for some reason you had to be bedridden, but you couldn't follow any news or whatever the case might be. But then nine and a half months later, you wake up and you're like, oh, how do my Texans look? Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson's got his two best receivers, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. And, and they're like, nope, they traded both of them in those nine and a half months. Like, mm. so that's one thing. You know, Will has made the progression into what a number one wide receiver is supposed to be. Yeah. So that's one thing. Now, can you pay him? Uh, you don't know. You may, but you have options available to you. You have the franchise tag. You have that. You have the transition tag as well. You have, you have a number of different options financially. There's also, you could get an extension done with him. Now, I don't know how expensive it'll be, but Deshaun Watson loves throwing to Will Fuller. And when Will Fuller is healthy, he changes what this offense can do. And I've always got the impression that Will likes this organization, likes being in Houston, and likes playing alongside Deshaun and the other receivers. So I think there are things that this organization must do going into 2021. Um, so... Yeah, they've definitely got to do that. But I think from the standpoint of doing it now, just so you can get a fourth or a fifth round pick in the 2021 draft makes no sense. Oh, and by the way, you got to pay for it. No, no, no. And the other, the other aspect is, okay, well, let's say you don't get a trade for Will Fuller and he signs somewhere else. There's a possibility of getting as high as a third round compensatory pick for Will. So why would you trade to get a fourth Yes, it's a year earlier, but why would you trade a fourth when if you try and work things out with him but it doesn't get done, you get a third potentially yeah. from a compensatory standpoint. So from that, I, I just really appreciate the Texans standing pat on that. I'm not totally surprised that the Texans didn't make a ton of moves. I mean, I think Romeo Cornell said it best. It's a phrase I like to use. Look, it takes two to tango. And I think the Packers – and the Texans deal for Will Fuller, I think that's a perfect example. It's like they were listening to one song, we were listening to another, and we weren't able to dance like that. And I think it went that way for a couple of players. Apparently the Seahawks wanted to get back Jacob Martin um, because they traded him in the Clowney deal. I mean, think about Seattle. They didn't really – I mean, they get rid of Clowney. They get rid of a third-round pick. They get rid of Jacob Martin. They get rid of Mingo. Mingo's with the Bears now. Martin's doing well with us. And Mingo's playing pretty well with the Bears. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we used that third-round pick, to, and the Seahawks got nothing out of that. They got absolutely zilch. I mean, they got 12 games or 12, 13 games out of Clowney, and then he bounced and went to Tennessee, and Tennessee's not getting much. But I'm not totally surprised in that because I think when you look at this roster of the Texans, you can say, yeah, that guy might have been a candidate for a trade, but you're not going to do it because either he makes too much money, maybe he's a little bit older, um, maybe it's just not the right fit, or maybe you have a higher value net player than other teams, or, you know, maybe it's reversed. Maybe they have a lower value and a guy and they really wanted to kind of steal him from you in some sense. And you're just like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. Um, if we want to make moves, we can make moves in the, in the off season. 
we can trade guys in the offseason starting in March. Yeah, let and, the new GM and the new head coach let them plan what they're going to do going forward. Well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe I'm living in la-la land. There's a very good possibility of that. But let's see who this new GM is. Let's uh-huh. see what he can do. Maybe he is a guy who can move some things around and can think long-term and can manipulate some, some salary cap stuff and can find a way to keep a guy who is a – I mean, O'Brien was right. Bill O'Brien made a lot of wrong moves, but he was right when he said – Will Fuller is a touchdown maker. I mean, yes. he's, he's – what, what does he have, 21 touchdowns now in 49 career games, something like that? Yeah. It's an excellent ratio. Now, he's got to keep staying healthy. And I know we haven't seen the full product this year as far as health, but he's on his way. Maybe he's yep. turned the corner. It was a lot of weird, freakish in- injuries to start his career. But maybe I'm living in a la-la land. But I want to give it a chance. I want to see if there's yep. a way to keep him around because this guy – turns defenses on their ears and I think with a new system a new 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 folk new new guy in in place with that quarterback those tackles I like what the future could hold I don't know you bring you bring up a great point uh Drew um because I'm thinking about Will sorry I almost called you Will Fuller okay but one of the things that I noticed in fact I was watching the, the Chiefs game uh, today I was watching the Chiefs and Jets. I like to watch the Chiefs and see what kind of new things they're doing. And, and man, I, I really like watching their offense. But one of the things that you can tell is the game is not going to get slower. It's only going to get faster. Yeah, so why would you want to get rid of the fastest guy in the league, one of the fastest guys in the league, you know? Bingo. That's He's exactly certainly the, right. the fastest guy on your team. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And we've seen, we've seen this team – with three, four, four guys on the outside that can really run. I mean, Randall Cobb can still really run and get open in the areas that he can't. But Cooks can run. Fuller can yeah. run. Um, you know, Kenny Stills we know can run. And it's making a difference in the passing game. If we could find some running game balance to go with it, this offense would be dangerous. Mm. Dangerous. Now, you got to fix the defense side of the ball. There's no question about that. A lot of work um, to do. But, sure. but I, don't, I don't think that – getting trading will is the right thing to helping your team get better in the future even doesn't i still think he's defense. got a lot of great football to play if, yeah it doesn't help your defense if you're subtracting from your offense and keeping it off you know anyways right let's talk yeah. about a rookie quarterback thank All goodness right. after a murderer's row think about this john so the texans get the one win in the first seven <laughs> games yeah who's it come against it comes against a team quarterbacked by Gardner Minshew, who may not be done in this league. You know, he might still have a future. He, he's, he's played well against the Texans at times. Other than that, every other quarterback they faced has at least one Pro Bowl on his resume. Now, okay, well, lots of people get in the Pro Bowl. Okay, but crappy guys don't get in the Pro Bowl. So, give <laughs> yeah. me that argument. And then on top of that, let's talk about the Hall of Famers. They did play Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. I would say Ben Roethlisberger, probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Probably, yeah. The way he's playing, Patrick Mahomes, going to be there someday. Yep. Uh, the way he's playing, maybe Lamar Jackson. I mean, they have gone through a murderer's row of quarterbacks. Right. Kirk Cousins, he's been to a Pro Bowl. So, right. you know, he's not the best, he's not, but he is better than average. It looks like it might start to turn here with these final nine. And it starts to turn drastically because you've got Jake Luton uh, with Jacksonville. What's the yep. main – worry with the facing a guy like this and what's the main thing you get to feast on you think john well uh, the biggest worry in watching you know just watching him last year um he's got a cannon i mean his arm strength 
you can put on par with anybody that they've played. And I, I know it sounds sort of, sort of foolish, but you're like, really? Yeah, he's it wasn't got foolish last year against Drew Luck. It wasn't foolish well, against Drew Luck. That's, that's where I'm going with this, too, because I don't think the Texans really truly understood the, the, the strength that Locke had in his arms. And I think, you know, the first play of the game was a throw to Noah Fan on the sideline, and J.J. had it read the whole way. But he made the break, but it's like that ball got there so fast that, you know, when he was trying to time his break with when the ball was coming out, that ball was whistling into him, and he, and he missed it. And Fant turns up the field, and it was like that kind of broke the dam early on, to be honest with you. So they've got to know that he's got a big arm, and he's not afraid to throw from one hash all the way to the other side of the field and vice versa. I mean, he, he, he doesn't mind doing that. I mean, I saw him do that a number of times at Oregon State where he'd be on the right hash, and it'd be like a three- or four-yard route into the end zone, and he'd throw it all the way to the other sideline, which is at least, at least uh, in college, it was like 37 to 38 yards in the air on a line. So he's got a good arm. He's got a big boy arm. Okay. Yes. That's something he's got a big boy arm. And he's got a big boy arm. I mean, that, that, that's, about that's it. it. So okay. that, that's, you know, he's got composure. He's faced adversity. You know, he kind of bounced around to a few different schools. He started Idaho and he went to uh, Ventura Community College. Then he ended up with Oregon State, you know, and then in the final year it kind of clicked. He's a lot like Gardner Minshew in that way, you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that he kind of bounced around and then ended up at Oregon State. And then last year in 2019, he had a pretty good year. Jonathan Smith took over as head coach and kind of clicked. But you just don't know. I mean, the guy, you know, from that perspective, yeah, he's got a big arm. So there's a lot of throws they can expect him to make. I would expect them in the first series or two, they'll take a shot to DJ Chark down the field. No, I, I have no doubt about that they will throw the ball down the field to DJ Chark at least once to just let him kind of get the angst out and just launch it, just go. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do with the quarterback. I don't care if he's got a big arm or not, but if he has a big arm, it's even better. Just let him air it out, max protect, two-man route, one guy's on one side of the field, and Chark's just blazing down the middle. I don't care if they got eight guys back there. Just let it all go and see if Chark comes up with something. So that's kind of what I expect from him. Now, the flip side is when you face a rookie quarterback, there's going to be some coverages and things that he's never seen before. And I got a feeling that Anthony Weaver uh, is going to love seeing a rookie quarterback because he's going to show him some coverages and some disguises that he's never seen. And so he's liable to get locked in on a receiver and throw you a pick, maybe two. Yeah. And in a game like this, divisional game, you get a couple turnovers like we did in that first matchup with them. Who knows how this thing turns? And that's kind of the hope is that he hasn't seen that. And because he hasn't seen that, then he's going to make some mistakes that way. He might hurt you with the deep ball on his big arm. But from the standpoint of what he has seen before, you can maybe trick him and lure, you know, lure him in with something. And he's like, oh, that zone. No, it's man. Oh, man, I threw a pick. You know, that's the kind of thing that you hope to be able to do. Good stuff as always, dude. Good to be back with you. Yeah, man. You had a Absolutely. restful bye, and uh, I can't wait Ready to see to go. you soon, man. It's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. We crossed paths from – a safe physical distance last week and it was good to see it and it was yeah it was weird to see it so anyway. it's always weird because now i'm seeing people you know when i saw you live i was like oh and i wanted to come give you a bro hug and you know it's like nope six feet yeah that whole thing but now uh, you know hopefully we'll get to a point where we start winning games and we beat a virus and i don't know we can all come back and hug again at some point I like it, bro. Well, take care of yourself, and I will see you very, very soon. To the rest of you, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We wouldn't do this 
were it not for you. So we appreciate you checking out in the lab.